I'm I'm so glad we decided to do this like show celebration gift exchange. Um Oh yeah, I think it's important to celebrate however many months it's been. Time and is a is an illusion. Uh so I thought it was I thought it was about time that we gifted each other things that are important to us and important to our relationship. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, so starting off, uh, um, it's kind of like a package gift. I got you like all of these, uh, sort of, uh, garden implements. So, um, there's a couple of things in the box. Um, I got, um, a chainsaw, a shovel. Right. Um, some embalming fluid, (laughs) uh... Sort of a big, a big, uh, a big hook, um, some wrappings, uh, and a plane ticket. A, oh, a plane ticket! Oh my god, are we going on holiday? You are. Oh, okay. It's um, just why it's like one person flight. Like <laughs> you think I'm made of money? As much as I'd okay. love for us no, both I've... to go on the trip. I no, I I really appreciate that you you put me before yourself on like going on holiday. I know that you know yeah. we've not been able to go so anywhere. So you take for a while. the box with you on the flight, like put it in a suitcase, and there's people with the chainsaw and the yeah yeah, and there's people waiting for you. I don't you. know if you are you allowed to take a chainsaw on a plane. This plane. Okay, where is it going? Uh, th- that's the surprise. That's like oh, you it's know, a that's the thing. It's like trip. a private plane. You like they, they like oh turn my God. your you eyes and then they open, ch- oh. uh, and then you get you get to the location. You walk down the runway, and there's all the people waiting for you, and they yell surprise. Oh my goodness! Uh, um, and then I... and then the rest of the stuff happens. Okay, and I assume that's all part of the surprise. You're not going to tell me what what that is. Yes. No. Yes. You'll know. You, okay. It's fine. I'll know it when it happens. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be accidentally surprised. You'll really, you'll really, be surprised on purpose. you'll really feel it. Like. Oh, okay. That's like really... an emotional journey that I'll go on. Yeah. Okay. They call they call like it a journey. journey. They call it a journey. A journey. Well, I'm going on a journey on the plane to somewhere. And then yeah, I, when I that's get there, like, my, my journey that's continues. like the prelude. And then when you get there, the um, the journey begins. Um, that sounded like you capit- somehow just talking to me. You capitalized the T and the J. Well, oh, there's also a big, big ruby in there. But that's like, first, that's kind of like that, like is the second part that happens much later. Do I need That's the kind of ru- like for someone with me? Yeah, you do, but you you don't have to worry about the big the big big cursed ruby. Sorry? The big big ruby. I thought you said Okay, I I think the line You know I sometimes spit bad, like I was like kiss, kiss, like I was clearing my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> you okay. know how phlegmy I get. Welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere, 
a Archers adjacent podcast that is sometimes funny. I am one of your hosts. That's your best one, Alex. And uh, I'm here to lay down the law. I'm the cold, hard fist of the rules. That's me. That's my role. I'm an adjudicator and an arbiter. And you better, God damn it! I may be a loose cannon, but I just, I just get things done. Wait, you can't be both. <laughs> <laughs> you said both. And I'm only two I'm weeks away from retirement, but I've I been was called gonna, back I was going to play off your thing so you were like, I play by the rules, and I was going to be like, I'm the loose cannon, you should see my collateral damage numbers or something. And then you were like, but no, God I'm damn both. It. I'm all of the above. I am the good cop. I am the bad cop. <laughs> I listen, Praise me. <laughs> I'm an arbiter of the law, and I lay it down thick. And hot, hot. <laughs> now this is a whole other thing. And my name is Alex. Um, I am the broken darkness uh, that lies in the heart of that um, desperate yearning for justice. I am the little child left to die in the alleyway, forgotten loss the face that haunts this broken broken old beat cop oh so you watched Les Miserables too <laughs> um nah I was thinking of like uh every single movie in the 90s <laughs> I love that one I think it's got Jackie Chan in it yeah that's my favorite Jackie Chan joint <laughs> the one where uh, the one where he never caught the serial killer <laughs> that one yeah yeah uh so this as you can no doubt tell from our incredible introduction uh is a show all about the etiquette of gift giving uh and on this week's show we decided to take a little break from telling you about how to perfect secret santa eight months in advance and we are instead going to talk about a little uh, show that you may not have heard of. Uh, it's on a channel called BBC Radio 4, which I've never heard of, uh, and neither have the people in it. It's called The Archers. It's been running, it's relatively new, it's been running for just over 60 years. And if you haven't listened to it, neither have I. So, welcome to the journey. That, Ray, that was all really what good. Is I was just checking Archers. to see if Jackie Chan had been in any movies about serial killers. I can't find any. I guess we I, I guess so well. we could talk about the archers though. What is an archers? What would Jackie Chan be doing if he lived in Ambridge? He does live oh <laughs> <laughs> If he lived in Ambridge? Uh, I feel like he'd make a good woodsman. A woodsman? Yeah. What specifically does that mean to you? Like a lumberjack? What do you mean by woodsman? Sure. Or do you mean uh, like well, a gamekeeper? No, it's either someone who lumbers jacks or someone who just is a woods, like a woodsman, um, just lives in the personally, woods. Like a... 
Personally, I think it would be that film where he's like the guy who's a bit, he's secretly like an assassin or something, but he's babysitting some kids, but it would be like a flock of sheep. <laughs> Killer Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, there's that movie, right? Where he's like, you know taking care of some kids that he's secretly everyone was making movies like that you remember kindergarten cop i do remember kindergarten cop loki such a great premise i just all of these tiny children climbing over this absolute beast of a man annoying him with their paste and their crayons I mean, it does feel very much like the energy of this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I love the bit where I crawl all over you and annoy you with my crayons. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was one of the kids and uh, staying on topic is the big man. (laughs) And we both crawl all over him. Well, if you're going to be like that, so the reason we did our funny gift thing was... You remember Jazza. I do. I mean, I remember the name. It's a great name. Yeah. One of he lives three with Jim. Scottish well, he characters on the show. Although we haven't seen Hannah in a long time. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I've complained about her. That doesn't narrow my list. No. As I said it, I was like, that doesn't help. Um, Okay, Jazza. Jazza was dating a woman called Jade, um, and it was one of those really... Wow, the venom with which you said that word. Jade. I mean, it's like, oh, God. I, I can't imagine liking someone called Jade. Jade is either... Every girl who bullied me in high school or is the name of a character who's part of a magical girl group in an early say, 2000s. Any girl, any girl named after a gemstone feels like she belongs in a color I remember I read like, these like gemstone tale. I read these like French gemstone centric fantasy novels when i was a teenager and i brought them up to i brought them up to gene once and gene was like that sounds shit um (laughs) and i think one of the i think it was jade opal and amber were the three girls and i remember it being actually it was one of those ya novels where you look back on it and you like read the plot when you're like 24 because you remember it and you're like jesus christ that's fucking dark and i read that (laughs) Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't trust any non-actual gem named after a gemstone. <laughs> if you are not actually made of quartz, I bet you never watched all those friends. kinds of shows. I bet you never watched the trolls, the troll doll like show. There was like a trolls show, and it was the a girls show. Um, it was actually a really interesting matriarchal society where all the women had magical powers and the men were like second class citizens. They were Is never explicit like about that, but it was heavily movies? implied. And I love it when you have stuff like that in a cartoon. It's like secret dystopian society. <laughs> oh, a dystopia where men have no power. Yeah, sounds awful. Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> If women were in charge, it'd be even worse. 
And that's a Ray. Wow. Ray official hot, opinion. Hot, hot fucking day. If D and D has taught me anything, it's that matriarchies are bad. Okay, let's. I. Uh, if the archers has taught me anything, own. it's that matriarchies are bad. No, if the archers have taught me anything, it means that matriarchies give birth to the next Ghost Rider. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah. <laughs> uh. So Jade and Jazza. Oh. <laughs> Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. yeah. So Jade and Jazza. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, she was. They were never explicit, but I think she was about ten years younger than him. Mainly, or just to say, I'm pretty sure he's like in his late forties, and she was in her late thirties. But don't hold me to that. That was just the implication I was getting from their relationship. Um, but she was very young at heart, and pretty much wanted to go clubbing every every other night. You know, every single Friday out on the dot. And it's like. He's trying to pretend he's still into that in his life. He's trying to still be that person, but but he's in his late forties. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that shit crumble. now. I'm in my fucking twenties. Yeah, no, I've uh, never wanted to go out every Friday. I had on that conversation where I, I was, I was, you know, I was saying to one of my friends, I was just like, I just can't do this shit anymore, and they were like, You're twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I know. They're like, it's fine if you don't want to go, but why are you acting like you're suddenly feeling beleaguered by age? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Just like, I'm I'm 22 old for this. I'm 22 old for this. (laughs) I feel like I aged five years for everyone's one. You're like a so. I'm definitely I'm definitely over a hundred now. You're looking great for it, though. May I just say, the I I love telling this. The midwife said that about me, and they said I was an old soul, which is just the midwife said you were an old yeah, soul. Yeah, which I'm pretty it sure it's just out. a way of diagnosing me with depression. That straight as I come out. To be honest. <laughs> oh, this baby is wrinkled and sad. <laughs> Nothing I can do about I ba- it. No, I barely cried. <laughs> I barely cried, so it was like yeah, no, more of an ennui. A, that's a I think she was just diagnosing me with sadness. early onset ennui. Early <laughs> onset ennui. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, it's. I'm afraid it's terminal. Yeah. Terminal ennui. My um, sister, they just said here she is instead of a turkey because she was born on Christmas, which I think is way funnier. But no one really wants a funny story about their birth, do they? I don't know. I will. I will find a way to turn my traumatic birth into a funny story. So you know, here we go. That wasn't me offering to tell the story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you you looked at me like, oh, well, you here, you here teed it up like you were going to, and I was like, oh, I mean, I can if you really want. No, it was just no. Like, you, you had this nice like you were an ennui baby. I swallowed my own shit, tied the umbilical cord around my own neck, (laughs) refused to leave. That's just the kind of icon that you are. And they pulled me out and I was like, nah, I'm not having this. I was already two and a half weeks late and I came into this world the way I intend to go out. (laughs) 
It came out going, no, no, no. five more minutes. It came minutes. out immediately and was just like, no, absolutely fucking not. I was bright purple. Someone put me back. <laughs> it, it was warm in there and I already had an idea of what this world was capable of when I came out. Yeah. Pretty shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else was this going to do? Um, God. So Jade, she sucks. She's just like... Uh, yes. She was maintaining they, a, a visage of youth. They did that thing, that Archer's thing. would not say TV absolutely does this, but obviously they get very specific about it. They will just cast people to put on annoying voices because they're a one-off character and you're not supposed to like them. And they want to like convey as much information as possible with the least amount of effort. So... I heard her speak, and I said, oh, so we hate her then. We hate this woman. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very effective technique yeah, yeah, in directing, yeah, yeah. I guess. You just get your voice actor in and go, and then everyone hates you. You never know for sure. You are supposed to hate her, but sometimes they will transition a character into a more full-time role, and they'll start um, giving them like soft edges, and you're like... How am I supposed to go back from when this was a caricature in Yeah, do they still designed speak? it to So Yeah, so if you have like a one off character who talks like this, you know, I'm the new librarian <laughs> in the village, I was trying and, to... and everyone hates him because he's like a pervert. Uh, and then it turns out that he's got a tragic backstory and he used to rescue dogs in Romania. They do do uh, that, and, though. you know, his I... husband died in the war, I just, uh, I just... in the Troubles, and so he's come over to Ambridge and he's like, I just want to read my books and pet my ferrets. And and suddenly you realise that actually he's quite right lovable. Now, two things. The problem is right now you sound like that... Um, sad dog character from those old cartoons and for some reason i always really liked him um it's like i know exactly maybe it was because yeah, of the yeah, early yeah. onset on we i don't know but i really <laughs> that, from, that, that voice from, like, was really yeah. you know that oh boy voice i've always no, found really no. weirdly like counterintuitively endearing Oh, I am so sad. <laughs> oh, boy. Nothing's going my way. I just want to read Anna Karenina and pet my ferrets. <laughs> that is me in, in, like, a year's time, even. I was going to say way longer than that, but I was like, that's me next year. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> the second part of why i was laughing because as funny as what you were doing was i was also laughing because as you were telling that i was laughing at my own horrible imagination trying to remember the name of that character that we were talking about a while ago i was trying to remember the surname of joy remember joy who came in just to be a terrible character but then they made her more likable generally do you remember joy yes and I was Vaguely. trying to remember what her surname was. And I was like, it was really, it sounded like a sex word. And my brain went, vagina hole. <laughs> Joy, vagina hole. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. Uh, I'm afraid. That my creativity sometimes astounds even me. Joy, vagina hole. Uh, no, it's actually vaginal. 
And then I remembered it was Horville, and I could actually see the path in my brain that went from Horville from to Vagina Hall. From Horville to Vagina Hall. I could see it, it sounds like it's like some, it's like the assonance to it. It's not the meaning of the words. It's like all of the separate. It's not that it sounds particularly like it or it means the same thing. It's like all of the separate sounds in it have the same sort of vibe to them. And it's just You got there by vibe vibe simile. So <laughs> the next Horville The next Bond the woman, difference between I can see them with that lack of creativity, joy <laughs> joy vagina hole. Or see vagina hole. <laughs> The distance between Horville and Vagina Hole, it sounds like you started in off-license Dr. Seuss land, and then you took a wrong turn up I don't Pervy feel Cornwall. like you should be judging me for this. <laughs> I'm feeling so supremely judged. Well, and uh, it's mostly because I... It was basically I... an intrusive thought that I chose to share with you because it was funny. So It's mostly because you said, I was laughing... Not at the funny thing that you were doing, but I at my I own thought I was doing at, at the That's same I time. Was in, I was so, I was so, like, I was having, um, and actually having sensory overload because I was laughing at two jokes simultaneously. <laughs> so I'm the victim here. I'm the victim. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Oh god. Because you know uh, I was listening because I love that funny sad dog. Well, what's so his name what again? Saying... <laughs> yes, his name is Pisshole. Um uh, so if Pisshole the sad dog if... episode oh. <laughs> If I'm if Janet, I'm saying Janet Pisshole the sad dog. <laughs> Janet, Janet, Pisshole the sad dog. Janet. Just want to make like, sure she gets it. Uh wait, wait, gonna make it like Clifford the big red dog soon. <laughs> Pisshole the little sad dog. Pisshole the small sad dog. Um Okay, so what I was saying is that if 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 Pisholi, the mm-hmm. Romanian dog rescuing librarian he starts off as this weird pervert who's just come to the village. He's got a library job. I don't even know if there's a library in Ambridge, but um, but so he he gets that job. But then he actually moves in with someone, and it turns out he's really nice and he's a soft soul and he's you know very thoughtful and very considerate. And uh, would the voice actor be uh be directed to tone down? the uh the annoying voice or in your case the endearing voice slowly bit by bit incrementally so that no listener episode to episode could notice but by the end of like three months he's just talking like this and he started like this but he's very slowly turning down the notches because he's a more likable character or do you have to constantly face the cognitive dissonance of this man being so lovely um how are we mathematically factoring in the average attention span of an archer's listener which is extremely well that's why it has to be really (laughs) slow because if you do it too quickly they won't realize it's happened and they'll think it's two different characters week to week you wouldn't have a problem 
Not to like, <laughs> not to like rag on middle class mums, but <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of like, dude, um, what happened on the arches last week? Fuck if I know. <laughs> do they? They should have like a. Here's what you missed on the arches. Uh, and and a, that would like be a the length of flashbacks. the show. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty years of catch up. A lot of people I know, um, they listen to all of the episodes and then the omnibus as well, because they're like, like if a... I don't, I won't remember. <laughs> wow. I really, yeah. To be fair, that might explain a lot about the writing style <laughs> of like we're not expecting you to remember this so here's more exposition that you could know if you listened last week and paid attention but well, we're gonna tell you anyway. that's the funny thing is that sometimes they'll be so flippant about plot points and maintaining the status quo um and everyone wants to be mad at them but they know they can't be really because they're like that would if i do that i have to evaluate how much i care about paying attention to the continuity of this show <laughs> it's like yeah how pip was involved in the rewilding project and then she ditched it um just like in an episode's worth even though it was like literally about 10 episodes worth of plot the controversy of her joining onto this plot uh, onto this project when it happened yeah i remember us talking and about it we talked it, about it for a whole episode and then there. she was just like i can't do it anymore <clears throat> drops and i thought well there goes my investment <laughs> <laughs> i guess your what would i be... guess your words are just fairy wings on the gust of on the gust of life <laughs> um I, what would be great as a secret archer's like writer that. which i know that you are she quit um <laughs> is if you very, very discreetly put continuity errors deliberately throughout the Archers over a period of years, and no one notices, no one complains, and then some way down the line, someone goes back over some records in Ambridge and goes, wait, something doesn't add up here. There's a missing link. And then they find out uh, that ghosts are real. Mm. And they blow the shit wide open. Once again, I was only half listening because I was thinking about the word vagina hole. But I'm sure... (laughs) (sighs) I may or may not have ADHD, so I want to factor that into the... Experts are in disagreement. <laughs> I think a blind rabbit could tell that you have ADHD. Maybe. Maybe. A, a blind rabbit with no feet hanging off of a helicopter but I just, over the Djibouti don't rainforest. I have to, don't I have to pick at least only two diagnoses? Because it feels like uh, I have more than that, according to experts. I, Isn't that too many? I feel like many? you should... Shouldn't you be aiming to collect them all? That's what I'm doing. 
I mean, I am, but I think I've got a little sticker book, I think, and every time I think my I therapist go to the doctor, would like that, <laughs> they say you've been a good weirdo, and they give me a little sticker in my book. I think my therapist would ironically say something about um, my OCD if I talked about collecting all of the. Hey, listen, that's another three abbreviated <laughs> letters to add to the list. You know how some academics accrue degrees in order to elongate I, the number of letters that come after their name? I do. You can do that with abbreviated neurodivergent People do conditions. do that, you know. People do do that. I, I do not doubt it. <laughs> I just keep waiting for the day someone... Um, someone uh gives me the whole the the big old bpd and i get to like knock it down on my bingo card and i'm like hey i got a line <laughs> it's uh yeah ray walsh phd ocd adhd some days you're Esquire. just like i'm probably not a psychopath <laughs> probably not that one speak for yourself uh so what's going on what's uh the the, the we got to jazza and jade, jazza and jade. so what? she's what <laughs> uh she's not that great kind of forcing him to be a person that he's not but in that super casual, manipulative girlfriend kind of way where she's like, come on, you're not tired, are you? Are you? Are you tired? Are you tired? And I just thought, uh, that reminds me of Erica. Yes, I am. Er- Erica, <laughs> I am if you're listening to this, I was tired. <laughs> wow. Wow. I have no context for what's going on here. I'm just going to go ahead need and assume that Erica was uh, a personal trainer <laughs> and you were trying to do a workout, but it wasn't going too great. I felt like I was in a beginning of a music video and I said that, Erica, if you're listening to this. Are we just doing personal Ray's posts dead. now? <laughs> Ray can't come to the phone right now. Um, Jazza lives with Jim. Um, I got that right yes. earlier. I said that. Um, and Jim was trying to get along with Jade, invited her to uh, dinner, that kind of thing. Jim's this. Jim is like very focused on ideas of of like community and respect, that kind of thing. Like he's very he's a very reciprocal person. I kinda of like that about his character. Like he's a very we stand, interesting yeah. I've said this before, but he's a very interesting parallel to Linda. Um it's like they do yes, we stand, more than we stand anything to me Linda like you do have like Jill or or like you had um, Joe Grandy and that kind of thing. They were sort of they're, they're like matriarchs or patriarchs. But I think Linda and um, Jim kind of represent these like culture. They're they're the two cultural touchstones. We've talked about this before. And uh, he was trying to put his best foot forward, but. It's true, at least a little bit. He didn't really like Jade, but that's mostly because he feels like Jade is, at, you know, Jazz is pretending for her, like he's trying to be someone that he's not. Um, 
you know, he kept sort of being like, are you sure you want to go out tonight and stay out late? Because you've got a seven o'clock start on your job. So maybe a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she just was immediately didn't didn't like him and took everything that he was doing in terms of trying to protect Jazza defensively. Um, and kept calling everything fancy. Like she was one of those like people who takes any th- any kind of like attempt at like neatness or culture as as like fancy enforcement. She was doing the whole like a salad. It's for cows. <laughs> oh God! <I'm> doing this. <laughs> people are like that. People won't eat salad. A salad. I wanna is for I cows? wanna laugh at that plot line as ridiculous, but I'm like, no, I've met those people who are like salad. Salad is for cows. They, they won't mean, touch any greens I, on their plate because it's like it's not real food. Okay, I mean I don't personally like if enjoy if they get a salad, salad starter. But... I remember I um, did you ever have those sort of like regular meals that you would go to with those specific family friends when you were a kid? I didn't have any friends when I was a kid. No, 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 not your friends. I didn't have any friends either. But you know your family friends and everyone had kids and you'd go you'd go to like a big pub together or something and you'd all have a meal together. I mean, no, not really. I mean, we'd go around each other's house and eat bad takeaway food. That's more or Mm. less, that's the culture I'm from. There was this one sitting in living rooms, eating bad takeaway. There was this one woman that I knew and she'd always be like, why do they give me salad? Do they think why do they bother? She'd say it like that, and I think. <sighs> say Just, you like, don't want salad. Someone else, don't as per usual. Take it and then complain. <laughs> do what I do and sneak it onto someone else's plate. Yeah. And then it was never even your problem. So she's complaining about everything, and. When Jazza is out of the room, I think getting wine. I think people go out of the room. She starts saying bad stuff about Jazza, and that's when Jim really loses it. She's saying all this controlling and like pernickety stuff about him, and I don't even remember what she was saying because it was just so generically rude. And that starts a big fight. And then, of course, Jim, being the lovely man he is after that whole situation, spends all of this time actually trying to make up for it, even though it's absolutely clear that she's in the wrong and he's done nothing wrong because he's just a swell guy. Mm-hmm. So her birthday is coming up and he wants to get her a really, really good present. So he actually asks for Tracy's advice after a while because he's just not sure what to get like a young woman like he's like what do you what do you what do you get what do you get for a young woman like to him he's like his ideal gift was if someone bought him like a scholar's scholar's desk or something obviously like oh yeah um an ink a quill ink yeah he's like "Ah, a new calligraphy set um (laughs) yeah i mean i am on the same page he's like oh if someone literally if someone got me a calligraphy set oh the, the inherent sexual energy of gifting someone a calligraphy set. Mm. Whew. Whew. Yes. Yes. Handwrite me letters. 
with your fancy pen in your squiggly writing. Mm, yeah. Calligraphy is very sexy. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing sexier than receiving a letter my, with a big squiggly squiggly. My, my grandma's got a great, like, traditional Buddhist, um, you know, writing in her her living room um says no mud no lotus and i just like think about it all the time because i really love it um it looks great i just love the because you know for them it's like you you hold it in two hands and it's about like getting that like perfect relationship between the like hands and the body and the ink on the page it's really great mm-hmm. they used to do it i think people used to do it if they were swordsmen like the traditional craft of swordsmen it's like if you can write like that on the page you can write like that with a sword just love ideas like that so sexy it's like, so sexy you know when you, you know when in your like primary school and you get a, a pen license to, is that oh not exactly but like yeah if they're like we're gonna try and so, teach like, you, you how to write pencil. with fountain pens and stuff well, so you can only yeah. write with pencil. You have to practice your handwriting with pencil. And then if your handwriting is good enough consistently with pencil, you get a pen license and you can use a pen. Uh, it's like that. So if you can calligraphy a poem beautifully, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you get a sword license and then you can kill people. <laughs> then you could. I think that's how we should recruit the Now Indian you have Army your regular pen license. You can get the poison tipped fountain pen. <laughs> You if you complete if you complete our child assassin course <laughs> now bond you can't start that you've until you've been with two, this though. pen bond we've got a new gadget for you it's a fountain pen i was one I of those and, weird and if kids. i click the end does it explode no I wa- it's just a fountain <laughs> I pen i was one of those weird kids who would do shit like that where i would take my pen and i would like hold it next to someone's neck and i'd be like you're dead now I was like one of those like weird kids. I'd be like, yeah, of this course you are. Dead. I bet you fucking hissed at people. I bet you defensively hissed at people and exactly, and you bit them as well, didn't you? You were a biter. I don't remember anyone ever requiring tetanus because of me. So but if I'm, I did, I, I never yeah, because broke. Because everyone the skin. gets a tetanus jab when they're a child. I'm sure that you have bitten people. You are such a biter, hisser, stabby <laughs> in the neck person. You sit there with your safety scissors while you're doing arts and crafts, going, "I could kill every single person in this room in one minute." I was such a free-spirited and happy child, going around trying to strangle people, murder your classmates. <laughs> fucking death self-defense christ (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you know how we said that this was going to be a shorter episode because you only had a few things to to be actually i said it definitely wasn't i said theoretically (laughs) it would be a shorter episode but we both know it won't so jim goes to tracy which is not a young woman's name so she can't be that young well to I ask mean, what young women younger want. than him, he's in his bloody 80s. Yeah, sure, okay. So Jim goes to Tracy. He says, what do yes. young women want? She and says... And she says, get her one of those fancy, fancy hampers that's full of stuff. 
because everyone likes okay. those. And he gets Get her, her it. And on her birthday, Jazza gets her a new biking jacket. She loves it. And then she's looking through Jim's hamper and he's gotten her toiletries. And she's like, in the hamper. And she's like, what does he think I smell? See, he's just looking down on me again. And Jazza's like, what? What are you on? You're dumb. And then she starts to say a bunch of horrible shit that kind of harkens back to that very special episode we did where she was like, he's creepy. He's a creepy old man. You shouldn't be living with him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm dumping you. And she said, you're dumping me on my birthday. And he was like, yeah, you better believe it. I think he actually said, you better believe it. That is so brutal. Like, I know she deserves it. But dumping someone on their birthday? Oh, I don't care about that whole shit. No. I just feel like... Maybe I just don't take birthdays as seriously as other people, but... I don't care about my own birthday. All that... But there are some people that love their birthday so much. I guess. I just... I get really frustrated by that whole ingrained courtship sacred art sitcom bullshit <laughs> like when people okay, are like yeah, fair enough. and um we're gonna i'm gonna not say anything for all of christmas and then uh, i'm gonna wait until a week after the christmas holidays and then i'm gonna dump them and i used to think that was just a dumb thing like many of the dumb things they say on tv and then i found out that was a thing that people actually thought and i thought I fucking mean, christ again if you've been in a long time, I don't know how long Jazza and and Jade had been together, but if you've been in like a long, it's not a long-term term relationship. relationship okay, fine. Then fuck it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you've been in like a long-term relationship and you get dumped on like up a, a holiday to you, whether it's that's not your like he started or, a fight and like, then dumped Christmas. her. I mean, I maybe no, 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 I'd be no, no, sympathetic no. then, but it's like she starts a fight, says a bunch of horrible stuff, and then he dumps her because he doesn't want to be around for that. And she's like, yeah, I feel like "On that's, my birthday, that's your and I don't be a bitch on your birthday." Yeah, you then. Don't pick, don't pick a fight on your don't birthday. Don't pick a fight on your birthday. Um, you ruined your own birthday. Uh, yeah, no. Just... Their relationship aside, because it sucks and is uh, wasn't long term. But if you like have been in a relationship for a long time and you dump them on some kind of holiday, whether that is their birthday or Christmas or fucking Arbor Day, uh, I feel like it's going to ruin that holiday for at least a a few years. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit about Arbor Day? I, I don't give a shit about these ideas of like... Here's the thing that I think you can legitimately claim properly ruin a holiday. If someone does something significantly bad to you or someone dies or if or if you like get hurt really badly. But if it's just like, oh, um, I broke up with someone who clearly didn't like me. Like the days surrounding okay. the, that holiday. And now Christmas is ruined. It's like, good, you're not in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> Sometimes people break up for reasons other than that one of them is a terrible person. <laughs> and I feel like that might put a little bit of a damper yeah, on your Yeah, I know Christmas. that, but... <sighs> I just... 
I don't understand the mentality around prioritizing being in a relationship over being. I do understand it a little bit. Like, I have been thinking about this recently where I thought, I suppose I can understand the appeal of being unhappy rather than being lonely. I do understand that to a degree. But rationally, <laughs> it's so fucked up. This is such a funny podcast. <laughs> um... I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be um all i have there's... left is laughter <laughs> okay <laughs> listen you can just we we can agree anyway, to disagree Dunter got together with tracy they're gonna be together forever Wait, who the fuck is... what tracy almost didn't let him he should have put a door and he said i want to be with you um she said what about jade and he said i've dubbed her and she said it's jade's birthday and he said yeah i don't give a shit now he was he was just trying to go wait you don't understand and then she wouldn't let him finish and i was like it'd be really funny if she let him finish i always really like that joke in community where he would be like wait let me finish okay i thought you'd start talking now okay here's what happened <laughs> She kept shutting the, repeatedly shutting the door in his face, and I thought human cu- communication is such a marvel. Never. I've never understood it. So, uh, what have they? Were they together in the? They, is there a history if you remember, here? they fucked in the cricket shed, um, and then he... I don't remember that. I feel like I would have remembered. No, that. no, I've told you this. They fucked in the cricket shed. They fucked around for a bit. He got obsessed with the idea that she was like. It wasn't really specifically that she was too old. It was the idea that he could be with someone normal and have a normal relationship. Because it's hard to put your finger on because she is a single mum of two kids, right? But it wasn't that specifically for him it was like the whole sort of package like it wasn't like he hated kids or thought she was too old or thought anything like that about her it's just that she represents a sort of sense of like normalcy that he was afraid uh, of afraid of settled complacency we've all been there yeah yeah sometimes it's better to be if you, if you get to say that it's better to be unhappy than alone, I'm going to say it's better to be uh, wild, wildly irregular and miserable than comfortable mm. and still miserable. Mm. That bit didn't change. Speaking of relationships, this was the funny thing that I remembered during the course of this, because I was going through, if you remember, I was going through it before all of the stuff, and I was like, I just don't know any of this that I want to talk about. And I remembered, because we were talking about um, all of this lovey-dovey bullshit, um, my new ship, but my new, it's my new crack ship, this is my new Jacob, and uh, is that, this- Isn't that a probiotic yogurt <laughs> Jacob is the horseman come on this is our oh, classic shit. oh my god this is our classic oh so you can't forget I'm so this sorry <laughs> but yes yes Jacob is also a probiotic yogurt um 
So my new crack ship is Linda Snell. I'll never, oh I'll God. never well, stop. She has a husband. Yeah, I know. That's why it's a crack ship. Come on. Um, <laughs> I'll never stop crack shipping her with people, to be honest. Um, Linda Snell and her um, uh, sort of um, a dark reflection, if you will, nemesis, um, exact copy of her, but wearing a funny mustache, whatever the term you want to use. Um I actually don't think I've mentioned this before, but the village has an official rival. So Cardiff, we make fun of Newport and or Swansea. And I'm sure you have your own equivalent of that. See, we make fun of Newport because it's actually shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you can actually make fun of Newport. Yeah, but we're Cardiff, so we're like thin ice, you know. I was going to say, I feel like (laughs) Swansea has an upper hand there. Swansea is... Better than Newport. <laughs> Congratulations. Very nuanced. Okay, so Ambridge actually has a Ambridge rival village. Ambridge has an official rival village called Darrington. So it's mostly like a cricket thing, but there's a couple of other stuff going on. Um, you know, it's petty mind games mostly. Um, uh, so... I told you last time that they were putting on the mystery plays for Easter and yes. Linda was uh, running it like a uh, uh, sort of shadow government. And I don't mean it in terms of like actual government. I mean, like she was a shadowy figure. So she was um, she was a mysterious background. Kirsty was her organizer. puppet her you know yeah, puppet director and she was pulling else. the strings yeah. of the whole thing. And everyone was saying, Linda, I thought you said you'd retired from you know, village productions, and she's like, ah, yes, Kirsty's doing it. Wave, Kirsty. Um, for visual reference, I'm doing a puppet. I'm doing puppet string dance. Um, there was a huge clash because it turned out Darrington was also going to do the mystery plays. <gasps> Shock. Horror. Quelle horreur. <laughs> I don't know what French means. So, a tubrite. So, Darrington was also doing the mystery. Darrington was doing mystery plays. And the and puppet master of Darrington fo- is Linda's evil half. No, she was being straight up. The she was being straight up. The straight up director. Um, okay. Linda found out through means of spy, because this is a spy worthy endeavor. She had a plant in the Darrington production, who was Eddie Grundy. Um, <laughs> Eddie Grundy, like people would know this, who he which is. is his second. Um, uh, his second uh, infiltration this year of an enemy organization because he also did it with those um, uh, detectorists. Yes! Oh my god! The man's the man man of many faces. <laughs> they brought Eddie it up. Grundy. They were like, it didn't really like go well for you last time, and he was like, no, 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 this one's this one. I don't know great. what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't that know what, I don't know what you're talking about. You got to detect my tie all over slash this place. never happened. So yeah, listen. He, that was only 450 quid. It's fine. There was also a bunch of drama going on where he like 
revenged himself for a slight against his wife Clary by quitting quitting the Ambridge production for a while and just being in the Darrington production but he hated it so much that he like went crawling back on his hands and knees to Kirsty and, and Linda like please let me back in please but that's a whole other story they found this out and uh, Linda decided uh, she would do something about it, which whenever Linda starts talking like that, I'm like, oh, please let this be the first time Linda consorts to a Midsummer, Midsummer Murders level of of intrigue. I keep waiting. I At keep, last. I keep waiting for her to slip some arsenic into someone's almond cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it cyan? Is it uh, cyanide's the one that you can't taste over almonds, right? Yeah, yeah, cyanide tastes like almonds. Yeah. Cyanide or marzipan, I guess. So, uh, she went to the ha- first thing. I was like, "How the fuck did she find out this address?" She went to the house of the other director. And they never explained how she found this house, but I was like, does she have, like, more spies? Like, how deep does this go? Did she, call in a, did she call in a favour at the local the local council? Who can say? I can imagine her having that kind of pull. She was on the, yeah, she was looking through the parish yeah, registry. She's very like... involved in village life. Wink, wink. Nudge, oh, yeah. Nudge. I mean, she is so great. Uh, she's a political powerhouse. So she went over to the survival director's house and oh trope of the century occurred. She attempted to Rivals to lovers. <laughs> no, that's just what I want. But <laughs> Oh, okay. She attempted to blackmail her. Um and like she was doing a double bluff. Um assuming that this woman hadn't properly applied for copyright of this specific script because she found out they were going to do the same script, which was the final straw. And she said, I don't think both of us can do this script. So um, perhaps you should postpone until you've properly emailed the author. And the whole time the woman was like, oh, I see. Thank you for your concern. So... She goes, so you got, you or your assistant, you got the official reply. And Linda was like, yes, yes, of course we did. And then the woman was like, I know for a fact you didn't. Because this author is me. (laughs) And it turns out she was the person who wrote that version of the script um, that Linda loved so much. (gasps) Using a pen name. She was like, that name is my nom de plume. So I I know for a fact you don't have permission to perform my script. And I thought, oh my God. I know that this isn't the prelude to like some hot and heavy. I want a visual novel picking up where that leaves off. Yeah. The hilarious oh, fact, it turns out the Darrington production was shit anyway. And if we, well, we both well, know yeah, as actors, know. script doesn't mean good production. Good production doesn't mean the script is good. I've been in both. And also, we all know that writers can't direct. Mm. <laughs> Their own scripts. Janet, cut that out. <laughs> Janet, cut that out. 
No. Keep it in. I'm a writer-director. I can say it. <laughs> no writer should be trusted alone with their own script. I... I think there is a proportional level of self-loathing that would allow you to do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I so am so looking sexy. forward to this. I can't wait for the sex, sexy director-on-director well, action. I hope they continue the plot. I hope Linda goes over there to um, commiserate her on um, the... And, she she goes over there. I heard all about how your performance turned out. Such a shame. So did the Ambridge one not go ahead? The Ambridge one has been postponed, which is a little <sighs> iffy. Considering Isn't it like an Easter <laughs> yeah. play, seems like you should do it at Easter. Otherwise, there's not really any point. I mean, you can cite the script issue, but I think it's mostly, I think it's mostly shame on Linda's part. She's been bested. She's met her match. She's she's been playing her own game. All seriousness. Uh I don't obviously there's no rivals to lovers, but I would really love it if this was a continued character because I do I want Linda to have someone that she um uh culturally speaking fights to the death. Or like I mean it I just feel like Linda the amount we talk about Linda on this show I assume she's the protagonist. So <laughs> it just feels like there isn't anyone else on her level like playing the game like the game in the same way no one else well, in the village. Well the thing about Linda has this political mastery and puppetry. The thing about Linda is that she always uh, this is her problem is she always loses her cool and goes full full ham like she always goes full feral on people and then she, she's like i'm pissed off about something i'm going to blow up the moon and that's why she's got she's that super great. villain she's got that super villain like rage button and it's do you remember that time i told you about this that she chained herself up outside the bull when the whole Bia Ambridge thing was happening. Yes, yes. And then it turned I, I out that remember. her husband was letting her out at night so she could go home and she was leaving a mannequin yes. in her place. This is what I'm talking about. She's she's amazing. She commits this is what to I'm things talking that about. she can't she needs, follow through with. She needs a, a, an opponent when you really who lay plays out, the game the same way she does. When you really lay it out, she is peak Machiavelli. Like she's just so... She read the prince when she was in her mid twenties and has never looked back. And I'm so proud of her. Mm. Yeah. So this is now no longer an Archers adjacent podcast. It is now a Linda Snell fan cast. Uh what is the other director's name? I assume it's Wah Linda. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, but I'm only going to remember it wow, as well Linda. from now on. So, that's a problem. <laughs> I wrote a script. Wow, Linda. I don't know. I started the process of looking this up. Uh, 
it doesn't matter it's not important anymore and i was like i actually don't even know what to type um but now i've got one of the top results and what i typed is um is darrington an evil parallel realm which i really love someone's gone to <laughs> gone to the water like yeah next i can't episode. remember did you ever listen to night vale like yes desert, next desert episode bluffs. we're talking about yeah we're talking about should we do that should we do universe? a whole episode yes, where absolutely. we talk about absolutely. talk about like the fake darrington shit because i don't know anything about darrington so we'll have to make it all up it doesn't matter we can just invent There's, it we um, have to find the bruce, dark parallels of every character bruce um bruce butcher waddy grundy <laughs> See, I'm coming up with like dog off names, and you're just being like, "Wah." <laughs> I feel okay. that really like uh, encapsulates our two comedy styles. Yeah. Uh, so I am so excited about Linda and Wah Linda getting together. Uh, enemies to friends to lovers. No, just enemies to lovers. 30,000 word, long, slow burn, long fic coming your way. Oh, okay. I found her name. It's really great. Evangeline Lowminster. Evangeline Lowminster? Yeah. That is... She's definitely... A fallen angel in disguise. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely doing the devil's work. That does sound like I, it sounds like something from Gaudete, Evangeline Lominster. So, some funny, some I'm like so fucking happy. hot fuzz shit. This has really improved my day. Thank <laughs> you very much. I hope that it has enlightened and entertained yeah. you. May the blessings of Evangeline um, Lominster go with you, dear listeners. Oh God, this article's actually really great. Props to the Guardian, but it's actually pretty funny. Um, oh my goodness! Oh, they're comparing it to Golden Compass, the Darrington, um, Ambridge, like parallel worlds. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, Alan calls uh, Evangeline Linda's opposite number. Uh, it says, it's, My it's alternative world theory would explain why no one ever goes there except for Alan, who, like Lord Boreal and his dark material, slipped through a rent <laughs> in the universe to lead a sinister <laughs> double life there. I so desperately want to be paid to do this shit. I want to read the to name write... of the ro- Charlotte Higgins. Charlotte Shout Higgins. Shout out to Charlotte Higgins. Charlotte Higgins. Give me your job. <laughs> I'm taking your job. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for that. Coming for that career. I want to be paid to write this. Okay. Well, in the meantime, we don't get paid to talk about this parallel universe mm-hmm. next time, but please do join us, listeners then in the meantime thank you for joining us mm. here a big thank you to janet for sorting out this mess our wonderful producer and editor you can follow us on on twitter if you would like at atn underscore podcast uh, let us know what you think you know just give us some thoughts about this whole 
while in their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do that. I love... Until then. I love opinions. I love thoughts. Um, I, I, I need some. I've run out of my own. So please give me your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> As we pray to almighty Evangeline, <laughs> I... I'm Alex. And I've been Ray. Make sure to uh, shut the gate on your way out. All those cows, they'll go get a pen license. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.